basketball icon Andrew Bogut is coming to the NBL and he's not the only Aussie making hoops headlines. It's Monday the 23rd of April. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host Phil Pryor. And joining me in a special edition of The Splash, Fox Sports broadcasters Warren Smith and Matt Russell. Uh, Of course, they are co-hosts of NRL podcast, Take Me Now. I have seen it all, uh, but both have been or are still involved in NBL broadcasting as well. Firstly, welcome to uh, present NBL broadcaster Matt Russell. How are we, Matt? G'day, Phil. And, uh, yep, I'm looking forward to calling games at Kudos Bank Arena. Last year, 7th v 8th, Brisbane v Sydney, they still attracted about 10,000. What's it going to be like was when they have Andrew Bogut on the floor and theoretically are inside the top four, maybe even running first. Already, Shane Heal says, Kudos Bank Arena is the closest venue in the NBL to an NBA-type atmosphere. I can't imagine what it's going to be like next season. Well, you just crushed my big intro because I know Phil was going to wrap me deluxe (laughs) for my basketball commentary in the past. We did the WNBL as well uh, last summer as well. But my name is Warren Smith. I'll introduce myself. Thank you, Matty. (laughs) I thought I'd already done it. Tremendous work there. No, he hadn't got to me. (laughs) It is the off-season. It's it's all about me. (laughs) It'll be pretty... It'll be pretty wild, I imagine, the crowds early on. You certainly sell some tickets. There's no doubt about that, Andrew Bogut. Are you going to try and get your old job back? Uh, I might just do. He's going to have his old job back. NBA championship winner, Andrew Bogut, playing for the Sydney Kings. He'll definitely be a draw card. My only concern is, from a playing perspective and a Sydney Kings winning perspective, is have they, and let's bring in our sport for most of the year, rugby league, have the Sydney Kings bought Andrew Bogut thinking that he's going to be Jared Hayne, but they've bought the 2009 Jared Hayne and not the 2018 Jared Hayne? I mean, well, Andrew they, have Bogut... they paid for the 2009 Jared Well, Hayne, that's yeah. right. I mean, Andrew Bogut, hell of a player, done great things in the NBA, quite obviously, with a bunch of different clubs, but most notably the Golden State Warriors. But you know, is he the fit that they need at the Sydney Kings to make them, first off, a contender? Because they've been pretty average for a couple of seasons now maybe more than a couple of seasons. Um, does he take them over the edge and make them a top four team to begin with and then a championship contender? Because the game has changed, hasn't it? In the NBA, it's now not all about three-point shots, but it's a big part of it is three-point shooting because, as maths dictates, you only need to hit three, you know, a third of your three-point shots. to equi- that, that, that equates to what you, if you make half of your two-point shots, it's the same amount of points. So a third yep. of your three-pointers is the same as half of your two-pointers. Mm. He's not out there launching them from three-point range, is he, Andrew Bogan? No, he's not. But at 33 years of age, that is not exceptionally old for basketball. He, the backcourt at Sydney is a big tick with Kevin Lish and Jerome Randall, still the best point guard in the league. And he doesn't only offer offense, Bogey. It's the rim protection. He led the NBA in blocks. He was a real contributor to that 2015 Golden State Warriors NBA Championship. Even if he comes back significantly, he is still, in my eyes, a mile ahead of a lot of the competition he'll be running into in the NBL. Well, he, I, easily, I think it's becomes, be fantastic. he easily becomes the best big man in the NBL, right? Easily. Undoubtedly. And, yeah. and, and there is still a role for the big man. I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. Um, but 
through this season. Ty Wesley was, was really good for, for Melbourne, along with Josh Boone, a big man. Uh, Nick Kay has done well and been attracted to Perth. I still think there's a really important role for a big man. And when you get a really good big man, uh, bolstered by this sensational backcourt at Sydney, I just can't see it missing was. It's a valid concern you raise. I've seen it already on, on, uh, social media. They've bought him too late. He's off the boil. All the expectation they'll fail again, Sydney. I just can't see it. I mean, the Sydney Kings defensively have had massive issues, haven't they? For and that's been, I think, their biggest problem for a couple of seasons now. Um, you know, they can score points, but they can't stop points being scored against them. And if you, what you're saying about Bogut, you know, maybe he's the glue that brings their defensive play together, and he can be that force. He certainly stops some guys driving to the basket as easily, maybe as they've done in the past. Um, it'll be fascinating, though. It, it, I don't know what the salary cap is at the City Kings, but with, you know, Brad Newley, well, that's been one big Kevin Lish, yeah. uh, Jerome Randall, Andrew Bogut, boy, there's some money being spent, I would have thought, right there. Yeah, well, the salary cap is 1.3 mil, but it's a soft salary cap. Once you go over the cap, theoretically, and it's a big uh, theoretical, you pay a luxury tax. Mm. So uh, the Sydney Kings can spend 20 million if they like, knowing full well they've got to pay this luxury tax. When you're backed by AEG Ogden, the mob that run stadiums throughout Australia and overseas, it's a generalisation, but money isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, I don't think that's going to be a concern for them. Was you mentioned Sydney's struggles, and Phil, you'll be aware that since they returned to the league for the 2010-11 season, this is how they've gone. Ninth, last. Seventh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, which is last again. Seventh, seventh. They haven't mm-hmm. been to the finals since they returned. They needed something big. This is the biggest city, the biggest market in Australian sport. The NBL has achieved great things over three years. The next achievement is to succeed in Sydney, and Andrew Bogut will do that for them. And and there's been plenty of pressure on Andrew Gaze to take this team to the playoffs. He's got one more year on his contract. Uh, Matty, do, do you think that Gazy has shown enough across his first two seasons to prove that he can actually be a good coach because some players just don't necessarily transfer into that uh, spectrum. Uh, and is he a coach that that uh, can be able to deal with having all these quality players and somehow bring them all together and create a playoff team? Until midway through last season, the question would have had to be answered by saying, no, grave reservations because of the way that Sydney had gone with a star-studded roster. But the way they finished last season and the word out of the players who were there off the record saying, Andrew can coach. He's good enough for us. Uh, I think that, and, that uh, Andrew Gaze will have a really successful season next year. And like his father, Lindsay, after some pretty lean seasons to start will find his way and off he goes. Let's remember that Lindsay Gaze had some really tough seasons when he first started coaching. Mm. So it's a big step. Just because you're a great player doesn't make you a great coach. We see that in rugby league. What Some of the, some of the greatest coaches have had fairly limited playing careers. That can be true across you know, a whole range of sports. There's no question about that. Um, you know, To be fair to Andrew, Kevin Lish has played, I don't, I don't know exactly how many games out of a total number of games he could have played, but it's a small percentage given the injuries he's had. He's had calf issues. He's had numerous leg problems in his time with the Sydney Kings. If they can get him on the court for a, a full season with him, as you said, and Randall in the backcourt, well then, you know, that's two positions you don't have to worry about. They just play, you know, 40 minutes out of 40 pretty much every mm. week. Um, and then with, you know, boy, Bogut, 
in the paint and newly perhaps it was a little under you know what his normal output uh, can be uh, last season they've got all the pieces in place yeah they really struggled big man wise through last season Shane Hill Brad Rose and whoever was beside us in the box said they need uh, they need to bolster the big and Isaac Humphreys has now left Amrit Pal Singh still a work in uh, process so I wonder about Isaac Humphreys. Did he know? Would he have been tipped off that you're leaving? If you stay here, you get to work with one of Australia's greatest yeah. bigs. Would you have had your time over again and done something different? Maybe he said, well, my court time's going to be reduced significantly because of Bogut coming. I'm happy to go down that path still. But uh, certainly the big man slot was where they needed a boost. They've got that. And uh, let's see who they put in around him now. Does it make it easier to buy players now? The rest of the roster, the chance to play with Andrew Bogut? Have they got any cash left? (laughs) Irrelevant was. I don't don't think the cash is an issue. I I suppose it has to be at some stage. But uh, It it seems as though Sydney Kings are going to start to to sell out um, a lot of their home games now. Can you really quantify just how much of a boost this is overall going to provide the NBL? And and I I suppose something else we, we look at is uh, what's it going to do for for the ratings? Fox Sports obviously, uh, you know, has a lot of the NBL games broadcast live. Um, there's going to be so much more interest. Yeah, well, I mean, Sydney has been the missing piece of the puzzle for a number of seasons now, hasn't it? I mean, it's pretty much a sellout most weeks in Perth. Melbourne get massive crowds. They have done since mm. they became Melbourne United. Um, Auckland is strong. Adelaide's pretty good as well. There's lots of positives about the NBL, but the biggest city in, in the league mm. has had an underperforming team for so many seasons now. And I think, you know, if you can just add them to being a regular contender, it will bring so much more than just their piece of the pie. I think it adds a lot to the overall picture. And every time that Sydney comes to town, it should be a big event, whether it's in Melbourne or Perth or Adelaide. doesn't matter where it is. That should be a massive draw card, and it will be a big draw card now because... Bogut will be big in Sydney. He'll be big everywhere he goes around the league. Certainly, you know, for the first half of the season, no question about that. And if he does help to make Sydney a contender, then, you know, the best marketing plan in the business is winning. Um, It really can. And I think it potentially can take the league to the next level, with the level they've been searching for for a number of seasons now. Um, But we'll wait and see, I guess. Since Larry Kestelman took over, ratings have gone up and up and up, admittedly, okay. from a very low base. Yeah. Last season, more people attended NBL games in Australia than ever have in the 40-year history of the NBL. So it is clearly tracking in the right direction. The standard, according to those who have played in it and those who've watched it in recent years, is as high as it's ever been. The talent of import that is arriving, high as it's ever been, and that will improve next year wow. as they open it up more and more to try and attract uh, college kids out of the States who want to bypass college and earn overseas rather than doing the one and done yep. in the States. You add to that Andrew Bogut and, and the increasing uh, profile, I think that Fox Sports signing the cricket will only help basketball. People say, hang on, how does that make sense? Well, if you have more subscribers because of cricket's acquisition, you have more potential eyeballs on other sports around it. And I would argue that the NBL should get really smart here and try and realise, hang on, we're not the big boy on the block, but yeah. we can ride on the big boy's coattails with some smart scheduling. Yeah. Uh, be it yeah. before, after cricket events and, uh, and go along those lines. All the signs point to a really bright future for mm. basketball in, in, this, uh, in this country, and Andrew Bogut is just one slice of that pie. And, and further to that, David Gallup, the CEO of the Football Federation in Australia, said exactly the same thing. He thinks 
that Fox Sports in particular, the home of A-League for the most part, um, he thinks that us signing uh, the cricket will be a great thing for the FFA and for the A-League because of those exact reasons. There'll be more subscribers watching during summer. They will filter off to watch some soccer and whatever else and, and hopefully NBL as well. So it's probably a win-win all round. Yeah, and I suppose, yeah, that the smart operators in those sports will uh, will look to to make that happen as opposed to uh, dumb scheduling decisions, I suppose. One more Bogut question. He's a Melbourneian. Mm-hmm. Why Sydney? Do you think it's the lure and the ch- uh, of the challenge involved in taking Sydney to the next level? Is it? Pot- I know we've just been talking about Fox Sports. Is it potentially media opportunities? Is he sort of uh, nears the end of his career? Uh, maybe Gazy has sat down with him and said, "Hey." I need a bit of help coaching these troops. What is it? A, is it a combination? Why not go back to your home city where you were, where you grew up? Well, my theory is this, and tell me if you think I'm wrong. Go on. His chance to give back to the country that gave rise to Andrew Bogut is to come to the league and help the club that the league needs to achieve most, Sydney, and the club that's been underperforming most, Sydney. So it's a good chance for him to say, you know what, league, I'll give back in the best way, which is joining Sydney. Long term. I wouldn't mind betting that he does his two, three years, whatever, at Sydney and then returns to his family base of Melbourne, at which point expansion is happening. There's another Melbourne franchise okay. there and you see Andrew Bogut as a, a part owner, as an assistant coach, as a playing uh, assistant coach, who knows. But I wouldn't mind betting that as a rough mud map, let's help the league by helping Sydney and then go back to Melbourne and buy into the league. When did you find out about this news? You've you've thought well ahead. (laughs) (laughs) There's also the factor that, you know, and I think about this, people say to me, if if you didn't live in Sydney, where would you want to live? And I say, oh, I'd like to live in Perth for a while. I mean, Perth's a beautiful city. The weather's fantastic. Um, They've got the beaches. Don't bother surfing, they've got They've got some big, big fish over there yeah. as well. <laughs> They're in Adelaide too, those fish. Yeah, that's true. Me. They're in a few spots. Don't worry. I was playing golf at Longreef the other day, and the shark alarm just down the road went oh, off on no. Saturday morning. So there are big sharks everywhere. But <laughs> apart from that, Perth is a lovely city. You know, I'd like to live in Melbourne at some stage. You know, mm. I really enjoy Melbourne. I'm a mad golfer, so you've got all the great sand-built golf courses down there. The Mornington Peninsula is just down the road. Melbourne itself... Such a cool city. There's a real vibe down there. Restaurants, bars, cafes. There's a lot to like about Melbourne. And people, you know, people give from Sydney in particular. They go, Why would you want to live in Melbourne? I think Melbourne's a great place. And there might just be the fact that at some point Andrew Bogart thought, you know what, living in Sydney would be pretty cool. Mm. It's you know, the harbour, the beaches. There's a lot to like about Sydney, isn't there? Yeah, but the only thing wrong with that is, was if he was going to pick the best place in Australia to live and play, he'd be playing in Wollongong, wouldn't he? Of course he would. (laughs) Of course he would. Uh, Well played, Manny Russell. (laughs) Hey, uh, boys, one more little topic I think we need to touch on, and and a perfect transition is the fact that Andrew Bogut went on to social media uh, a couple of days ago uh, in uh, talking about Game 3 of the Boston Celtics uh, and Milwaukee Bucks series saying this is the Thon Maker game uh, because in games 3 and 4 of this uh, series, Thon Maker has played almost an hour of court time. In the first two games, the two games that the Celtics won, he played 
a total of about one minute. And Thon has had five blocks in each of these uh, in games three and four. The series is now tied, so Milwaukee has stormed back into it. Uh, and even uh, the Milwaukee star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, came out and said that Thonmaker has been the, the guy that's helped turn this around because Giannis has been doing his thing all season and, and including games that Milwaukee f- falls short in. Um, in game four, uh, which the Bucks won 104 to 102, uh, Thon finished with eight points, two rebounds, five uh, blocks, and yeah, around that 30 minutes. Uh, that's been awesome. Um, have you seen much of it, uh, much, much of Thonmaker's action? And if not, what has caught your eye in the NBA, NBA playoffs so far? I can't say I've seen much of it given how much rugby league there is to call <laughs> at the moment, but, um, it's a fascinating playoffs because, you know, obviously Cleveland are down in their series as things stand as we sit here talking right now. Um, the Wizards in Toronto is interesting. 2-2. Um, uh, the Golden State Warriors went down to the Spurs. I mean, it's a fascinating first round. I love parking it on the NBA playoffs while you're doing your rugby league prep and you just hear the commentary and you look up at the right time. You look up when you hear an Australian name or, or rewind it and look at the, the play again. And, and that's another good point about Thon Maker and all the Australians in the NBA now. I've, I've outlined all the attributes to the NBL. Well, all those Aussies in the NBA and the NBA playoffs is only reflecting yeah. back home as well. We haven't even mentioned the fact that Ben Simmons became just the yeah. fifth rookie to record a triple-double in the postseason. That's pretty impressive as well. What yeah. about... I mean, I watched. I did watch a bit of him the other day against Miami off the back of the, the game where Dwayne Wayne had a beauty and uh, Miami beat Philly in uh, Game 2, I think it was. But then Simmons replied and he was tremendous in mm. Game 3 and now they lead that series, I think, 3-1 overall, so they look like they're off to the second round. I do know there's a bar in New York City called The Australian, uh, run by a fellow called Matt Astle, who played a bit of footy for Manly, okay. and he's been a long-time inhabitant of New York's, had The Australian um, on the, I guess it's Midtown, about 31st on the west side. Um, apparently a big Aussie crowd in there watching Matthew Delavadova do his thing, um, and the crowd were going off, apparently. So <laughs> if you're an Aussie and you're in New York, the Australian is the place to go. They will congregate there to watch the Aussies in action during the uh, the playoffs. They would have enjoyed Ben Simmons getting in, in a bit of a scuffle with James Johnson the other night. Again, uh, That was interesting as well. Well, Aussies in a scuffle, that's a nice fit. Who'd have thought? Oh, Who'd I have mean, thought? the American commentators, they always, uh, they really embrace that too. You know, if, the Aussies, they've got this thing about them over there. They're, from the just, land down under. Yeah, they, never, they never back down from a, an opportunity of, of scuffling with, uh, with someone else. It's great. Let's yeah. hope we get to see a lot of those players in Australia next year when the US and the Boomers go at it in Melbourne. What, a, what an outing that'll be at mm. Etihad Stadium, I think. Yeah. You know, what yeah. sort of crowd? 50,000 plus. Yeah. You know, wow. a, another leg up. For basketball, that will country. be sensational, won't it, boy? Yeah, That'll yeah. be a big game. Yeah, free tickets. Where do we get free tickets? Was I know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I'll Radio. even pay for them, boys. I better let you. Uh, we better wrap up so that you boys can start recording your uh, weekly NRL podcast. Take me now. I have seen it all. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what's going to be the big talking point today? Rugby league is the game that just keeps on giving as far as storylines, Phil, and I don't know if we'll get through all the storylines in 45 minutes of podcast, but so much to talk about between Manly, uh, the implosion over there with Jackson Hastings, uh, Bellamy versus Bennett, who is the next coach of the Broncos, Wayne Bennett storming out of media conferences after training sessions, um, and the form line 
of the teams themselves. The Warriors have shown that they are the real deal by beating the previous uh, league-leading St. George Illawarra Dragons. So a lot to talk about. I'm going to have an impassioned plea for one of the Burgess brothers. Sam, I love you, but please be a good boy from this point on. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Boys, it's been an absolute honour to have you on the splash. Uh, thank you very Great much. Great to be here. Thanks, Phil. We'll do it again sometime soon. We, uh, we sure will, and uh, good luck with your podcast as well. That'll do us today uh, on this edition of The Splash. Massive news uh, in Australian basketball. Cannot wait to see Andrew Bogut uh, joining the Sydney Kings in the NBL. Uh, until next time, that's a wrap. Cheers.